What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Don't adjust your headphones. That is Sean. I am back at a little work-related... Oh, boo. You... You... you. (laughs) Had a little work-related stuff going on, but I'm here. Randy is also here. Hello. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Unfortunately, Christian is here as well. Oh, for real? I wasn't even the one that said something (laughs) about you being back. I was gonna, but I was letting Randy... Yeah, see, because I knew it was in your head anyway. Fair enough, but... I know yeah. you guys miss me, though you don't have to say it. We had a good time, dude. It was like a like a vacation. <laughs> well, then I will. Uh, do you, if you want, you can do the rest of the show. I'll just go to bed. Oh, for real? No, you're already here, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm already here. He says as if I can't just turn my computer off. Anyway, that would just make it hard for me to edit. So yes, please was. don't do it because I said that. All right. So obviously, welcome back to the cut. We are. Um, what is this? It's week five. Shit. Um, <laughs> yep. And for some reason, the Tennessee Titans don't want it to be week five or week six or week seven or anything. The big jerks. Um, so. Before we start with our Thursday night preview and our starts and sits, we will talk about the Titans. Um, they had two straight days of negative tests after the debacle over the weekend, and then someone tested positive today, and they put Corey Davis on the COVID IR. Um, but they, we found out that it had to do with the Titans during a workout over the weekend, uh, an off, off-site workout. Like, what the fuck, man? How stupid can you be? I- I'm not going to lie, like, the Steelers game already got rescheduled, but they should probably have to forfeit this week. Like, this is yep. ridiculous. I saw Sigmund Bloom made a good point. He did say, and I, I, I kind of agree with him, that it's more it's good news in the fact that it's it's good news for the state of football in itself of, like, transmission between players on the field versus um, if they were all in a workout together. Obviously, like no protocols were being followed, but like during the actual games, it, there hasn't been a lot of spread that goes to show with the Patriots not having any more any more tests other than Stephon Gilmore and uh, the Chiefs not having anyone. Um, Randy, way to go! If I swear to God, if the Patriots are next after what happened with Oakland I, or Las Vegas, I will uh, I will make you denounce hey. one of those fanhoods. Uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, two. Probably the two best players on the Patriots. Tessie Positive is kind of huge news. And uh, was it Mo Hurst? Tessie Positive for the Raiders. Is that who it was? I know I they, they so. said it was somebody. Which um, is actually kind of scary because he does have a pre existing heart condition. So let me ask you, um, Christian, you can kind of stay out of this one because Randy is the knowledgeable Patriots expert. Jared yeah, Stidham or Brian Hoyer this week? Who do you think it'll be? Me? It's Stidham. If, if Cam's not back, have they? They haven't announced anything, have they? No, because obviously they they want Cam to be back. So I'm it sure. It sounds like he's clearly going to miss. I'm sure they're going to, if they're smart, Stidham's going to get all the reps so he's ready. But they might split. But I mean, Hoyer did okay, except he's so bad in the red zone. It's yeah, I know. And Christian, I know you were like tweeting about it. I didn't really watch much of that game. I had it like on my tablet, but I was playing Warzone, so I wasn't really paying attention. Um, did he look that bad? He, Hoyer? Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he was awful. 
He he was awful in his like pocket awareness. Like I think and, he fumbled two and, or three times. And game awareness, yeah, he fumbled a couple times. He uh, in the the uh, end of half sack that he took, thinking he had a timeout. Like he just wasn't in it mm-hmm. uh, mentally. And Stidham, Stidham came in and looked good on a, a drive. I mean, obviously he uh, one interception, not his fault, because uh, Edelman just I don't know what the hell that was. And the other one <laughs> that was. Too- the other one's a rookie trying to make a play down 16. I, I won't hold him to that, I guess. Sophomore? He's technically not a rookie. I mean, kind of. <laughs> he had one drive last year, so he's basically a rookie. Exactly. Valid point. But yeah, um, I, I've seen high school quarterbacks have better pocket and game management in the red zone. That's insane. Well, my Some of my dynasty teams that have Mitchell Trubisky and Dwayne Haskins hope that it's Jared Stidham. Uh, <laughs> I would say that. Um, hey. For from our dynasty league, I definitely hope it's Stidham because that gives me, I believe, five starting quarterbacks. Yeah, you jerk. All right, moving on. Or from one game with bad quarterback play to another game with bad quarterback play. Let's talk about the Thursday night preview: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road in Chicago with a forty-four point over under. The Bucks are a four and a half point road favorite. I personally think this game is going to suck. And, I, and I'm not just saying that because I'm disappointed in, in the matchup. A, we haven't gotten a lot of like good matchups for Thursday night, but the Buccaneers could be without their top four wide receivers. Well, it's looking like Evans and Miller will play. See, I don't, but, but why do you say that? Because like neither of them practice. They have neither of them have practiced all week. Because yeah, they, ruled, they ruled Godwin and Watson out. And so I assume that they're still holding out hope for those two. They and they moved uh, Fournette to doubtful. I just want to just retread a little bit. You said uh, bad bad quarterback play. Do Do you know that Tom Brady threw five touchdowns? Yes, I met Nick Foles. You jerk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, one half of bad quarterback play, but yeah, I I think they should have at least Scotty Miller is looking up. I think I thought he got a limited practice today. No, he didn't practice. I mean, we've we've seen Evans not practice a full week and play. Yeah, and then go out and have two touchdowns on two catches. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I kind of agree with you, Sean. I think this game is gonna it's gonna suck for fantasy. I think it's gonna be a fun football yeah. game to watch. I think it's gonna be low scoring. I don't I don't yeah. know if it's if it hits that forty four point over under. Uh, it'll be close, I think. So, that's close, bro. It'll <laughs> be twenty-two to twenty-two in a tie. So, I mean, do we think the do we think Ronald Jones can have four touchdowns? No. Stay tuned. No, 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 we don't. No, it's it's an implied twenty-four to twenty game for the Bucks. Yeah, which, which means Jones should be getting work all game. Which could I, I guess I could really I could very well see that being the score. Um. But yeah, no, to your point asking about Brady, he's not having another five touchdown game. Oh, especially no. if he doesn't have any of those guys. What if he has just Evans and Miller? No, I don't think so. The Bears are a better defense, so I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it it should be a close game. Yeah. And that's unless yeah. Foles def- absolutely awful. The which- difference between a close game and a fun game to me is there's a lot of difference there. Oh, there is because it could be close forty-five to forty-one, and uh, you enjoyed it, or it could be ten to seven. True, very or, true. Or sorry, yeah. 
Well, I was going to say some Seahawks score of 10 to 9, but they yeah. that's never going to be a score for them. Nope. Jesus no, Christ. It is not. <laughs> um, not so, let me, the one question before we get into our starts, would you rather play Ronald Jones or David Montgomery? Ronald Jones. Oh, oh boy, do I not like that. I one. literally have them back-to-back, I believe. I have to double check now because <laughs> I want to be. Yeah, I do. I have them back to back. I'm I'm flipping them right now because <laughs> I you have, didn't have I them. Have like have that to, no, no, that's such Randy, a. Big you flip. have. I'm going. Randy, you have Montgomery at twenty yeah. and Jones at twenty three. I'll go Montgomery because I'm not going to flip like that, bro. That's like a six spot flip. Oh my god! It was only, it was only five spots. This guy, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's probably close. It's very, it's very close. I'll probably put them back to back, so I have an out here. But I would rather play just <laughs> so I have an out. You always seem to be finding outs now. They don't work out. You, you must not have heard when I said Jared Goff. That out I gave for Jared Goff didn't even fucking work. Stupid. <laughs> so sad. All right. Um. So I guess without further ado, let's uh let's get into our starts of the week. And we'll start at the quarterback position. Randy, why don't you start? Well, that's not what this says. Uh, okay. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, my start of the week at quarterback is going to be Gardner Menchu. Uh, I believe this was Christian's a couple weeks ago, which happened to be his only bad game. So don't worry. I'm going to help it. Uh, <laughs> he scored at least 20 points in three of his four games. It's only week that Christian decided he should be good. Uh <laughs> Been multiple touchdowns <laughs> both those weeks. Texans are a middle of the road pass defense at best this year, who just fired Bill O'Brien from three different jobs this week. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of roles to fill. <laughs> uh, the return of DJ Chark helped him, him and the offense in total look so much better last week. I know they lost, but it still was a better offensive performance for them. Uh, rushing floor is still there as well. I, he just gives you a safe floor. I think it's a 20 plus point performance this week. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a shootout than people think because I don't think both these defenses are really that good. Uh, looking at the doc, I think Christian thinks the same thing. <laughs> so I, I think he's going to be a QB, like a back end QB one this week. I believe I have him 13, which is what I had Burrow and what he finished eventually. <laughs> so when I had him a start of the week. Yeah, I actually have uh, Minshew at eight. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's solid. Um, right. sorry. I was just gonna say oh, I, I, I agree, and I think me not saying it will keep the good juju on. Minshew, <laughs> so, so for when you hear Christian start of the week, just 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 pivot, pivot to somebody else. <laughs> no, probably That's some good ones. It's just <laughs> it just yeah, so yeah. happened those Garter's only bad game. Goff too, dude. That's yeah. So that's two out of four. Mm. <laughs> all right um i'll go next and uh again I've, I've i've said a couple times on the pod that are my common theme of defenses to attack this year are the dallas cowboys and the seattle seahawks and i'm doing it again i'm going prime time kirk cousins sunday night football is my start of the week i don't know if i even need to add much besides they're playing the seahawks but i will um kirk cousins is averaging 255 passing yards per game and has four touchdowns over his last two weeks um, the emergence of Justin Jefferson has kind of kick-started that passing game. Um, Jamal Adams has already been ruled out for Sunday night, so he won't be out there uh, again, which is, I believe, the second or third straight week. Um, Seattle has yet to give uh, a, a QB finish that's 
outside of the top 12. Matt Ryan, QB7. Cam Newton, QB2. Dak Prescott, QB5. And Ryan Fitzpatrick last week with only one touchdown, QB11. Um, they have given up a total of 113 fantasy points to the quarterback position, 28 fantasy points per game, only better than the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I, I, it's taking a little bit of a risk, I know, because the Vikings don't throw a ton, but I think Kirk is in for... This is going to be a shootout because the Seahawks are going to put up points the other way, so they're going to need to stay in the game offensively. Primetime Kirk, baby. Isn't, prime, isn't that like a bad thing? Isn't yeah, he like historically I don't terrible? I don't know. This goes along with I had to decide in a couple leagues for streamers to pick up either Cousins or Bridgewater. Um, Bridgewater was the other guy I thought about as my start of the week because he's going against Atlanta. So, you know, makes sense. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins, Sunday Night Football. I I will say your your theory of this high scoring game going against them does make sense because they were getting routed by the Packers in the second half and that was Cousins' best game as well as Thielen's I believe so uh, I'm kind of with you there on that I, I'm not quite sure why I haven't ranked only he's probably a little bit lower than he should be just because it's Cousins yeah yeah put some respect on the name you like that Randy you like that no that's why it's lower. <laughs> Yo, I and also oh, I got him sixteen. That's um Teddy Bridgewater was actually who I had in the dock first. So big <laughs> shot to Teddy Bridgewater. For me, it was between those two. And again, because they play Atlanta. Yeah. And Teddy's been pretty good. I mean, he had over twenty fantasy points last week. He's been decent. But he had a rushing yeah. touchdown last week. Yeah, I know. But that threat's still there this week. Anyway, my start of the week is Deshaun Watson. And I know what that sounds like. It sounds like low hanging fruit because I've sucked at quarterbacks. And maybe it is. Maybe that's what I went to, what I went for. Yeah, my, my quarterback started the week to Sean Watson. My running back started the week to fight Edward Hilaire. Um, Listen, shut up. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, I initially did have the running back that you have. But anyway, Deshaun Watson, um, with the change of head coach, I – I think people are going to look to pivot if they have another high end quarterback on the roster. For example, I have Josh Allen and I had Matt Ryan until today when I dropped him. But if, if I'm picking between two quarterbacks, the, the opportunity to, to pivot from Deshaun Watson is there. I mean, you have Romeo Cornell taking over the offense. You have no stability. You have no offensive line, but despite all this, I mean, Deshaun Watson, I believe is QB 15 right now. He's 12th in the league in PFF's passing grade, so he's kind of outperforming what his fantasy outlook has been. The Jaguars, meanwhile, have the 17th best coverage grade in the NFL, 9th worst pass rush, and 13th worst overall defensive grade. Uh, Like I said, some people might want to pivot this week. If you're debating between Watson and, say, uh, like a Matt Ryan, for example, I think you start Watson with confidence. And I know... This this ceiling and the floor has been a little different for him this year. I think Bill O'Brien being gone is going to be a good thing. I think this offense should I, – I, I think it's more of a weight off of their shoulders because the report came out today that J.J. Watt led the, the player uprising that got him fired. So it was a, a locker room-led thing. I think Deshaun Watson is going nuts this week. Top five. 
hasn't happened too much this year. So start him. I have him at five. So I would agree. Was it you? I haven't said. So just sweet. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, he's a Not good really. back. I, I hope this this change wait, 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 Randy. I'm sorry. Did you just say Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback? That yeah. has to be that is a breaking news that we need an entire segment for. Deshaun Watson. Listen, bro, I was saying it as in he's a good quarterback, so he's top five every week potential. Uh, true. <laughs> and it, we, there's been cases we've seen in the past where that the head coach that no one on the team likes gets fired and they rally around a new guy. They rally together. That could happen with Watson. Come on, Sam Darnold. <laughs> All right. Running backs. Randall. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's the theme. Uh, this is the order we're going in today. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, this is definitely the lowest hanging fruit of the episode. I get it. But I'm going to go with Cream Hunt. Uh, this is mainly just because if you guys are really out there like he's he's clearly a top ten play every week now with Chubb out, but he was banged up last week. There was a lot of talk he wasn't even gonna be able to play. Thank God he did. Um and he looked great. But he's still gonna I think he's still gonna be splitting snaps with uh Dearness Johnson and Hilliard this week. Uh they're definitely gonna be a three RB tandem. But that top five upside is too good to pass up. He's the only goal line back left on the roster. He's the best pass catching back. He gives you a really safe floor, which should be still the split backfield. But when he was with Chubb all season, he has been the RB7 and averaging 16 and a half PPR points a game with splitting with a as good or better running back. Now he's got two definitely lesser running backs. Even if he's only getting 50% of it, 40, I think even 40%, I think he's the top 10 running back. What say you about his injury? Uh, I, I, I think I respond to this. I say, uh, <laughs> I say he was questionable all week last week. Uh, with True. Detroit. I think that's the reason they went with three backs last week. I think it's gonna be the reason they do it this week. Uh, he was limited today, uh, where he didn't really practice at all last week. So I think that's a good sign. If there's a time they're going to be cautious about his injury, it's when he is yeah. the lead back now. So I don't, I don't pay much attention to the practice reports for yeah. him. I just pay more more attention to the fact that Greedy Williams is limited to practice for like the 18th straight practice somehow. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but Jesus yeah. Christ, man! I mean, it's just it's 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 a situation where I understand where people are a little bit cautious because of the injury, because he's supposed to get all this workload now, but. He, I think he basically had like forty percent of the workload last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah. after Chubb was out. Yeah. yeah. All I right. love it. Um, so Texans and Jaguars is a common theme that we've had here for our starts, and I'm going to stick with that. My running back is James Robinson. He played the highest percentage of uh, snaps that he has all year in Week Four at seventy six percent. The Houston Texans have given up the 13th, 7th, 8th, and 4th finishes to running backs. And, um, I mean, that inclu- including James Conner. Uh, obviously, Dalvin Cook is kind of the outlier there. But uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's rookie, rookie game, or, like, first game as a rookie. And then the Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins tandem that Mark Ingram has been 
kind of shaky. So that uh, a lot of that gives me hope for Robinson. Uh, Texans are averaging 31 fancy points per game to opposing running backs. And James Robinson has had 74 of the 88 running back touches of the season. Chris Thompson's playing zero role, which I think we're all a little shocked about. Um, Devino Zigbo is still out. Um, Dario Gumbawale, who they signed after the Tampa Bay cut him, I don't think he's seen the field once in four weeks. So James Robinson is it for the Jacksonville backfield. And he's kind of a, he's kind of a game script uh, proof guy. And he's had over 100 scrimmage yards three straight weeks. So James Robinson, currently the RB6. I don't expect that to change this week. No, dude, he's killing it. I, I mean, I'll, I would confess, obviously my start last week was Mike Davis. Uh, besides the obvious one at Kareem Hunt, I was deciding between Robinson and Davis, but seems how they've been so recent for me, I had to pivot. I mean, he's amazing. I'm sad that I yeah, don't have I, That's what I was just going to say. I, I know it's been swirling that he's a definite sell high right now, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't think he is. I, I think he's a hold, and I think he's their starting running back for a long, long time. So... I, I don't see why they would go away from a guy that looks that explosive, bursty, and is good in the receiving game. I just don't get it. Yeah, but I, I think he's going to carry me and Christian to a listener league title. That's what I think, too. I definitely think that. All right, I'll go with mine. It's Ronald Jones. Shot. And listen, I've I've been a little nervous to do this, you know? I I. Th- did I make him my start of the week, week one? I don't, I don't know. Think so. I, I don't I think that's foolish. Made him your start of the week, week two, week three, and week four. So who knows anymore? That's not true at all. Um, no, I was actually shocked you did make him your start last week, to be honest with you. I thought about it, but then I needed to, I needed to see it first. But he is my start this week. Uh, Leonard Fournette is doubtful. Chris Godwin out. We talked about the other weapons, how they're questionable. Uh, they might be rolling Tyler Johnson out there and Rob Gronkowski and uh, Cameron Cameron Brate, and that's about it. <laughs> okay, you're the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> honestly, Ronald Jones's matchup it sucks. Like, was that mean? I'm sorry, Sean. Uh, I was just kidding. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I'm the one that causes the arguments. <laughs> anyway uh the bears are actually really good against the run but it doesn't matter because ronald jones has been like top of the league in a lot of things he is the 12th best run grade in the league out of guys that have a minimum of 42 attempts per pff he's the 20th most elusive he's ahead of guys like miles sanders Kenyon drake david johnson he ranks 16th in breakout percentage which is the uh percentage of runs uh, they go for 10 or more yards, I believe. Uh, you can fact check me and look it up. It's PFFs. Um, yeah, it's, it's either 10 or 20. Uh, it can't be 20. It's 10. Uh, he's third in the league in defense adjusted yards above replacement. And yes, I said third. I didn't say 33rd. I didn't say 43rd. Third in the league in defense adjusted yards above replacement. The good thing is, is that his replacement is out and Bruce Arians can't fuck it up this week. Uh, he's also sixth in the league in defense adjusted value over average out of all running backs. That is good. That is good, folks. Um, every sign points to the hype being real. 
people won't start him. I know you're you're not wanting to start Ronald Jones this week, especially with that matchup. I'm telling you to do it. He's going to be a top. I think I have him top 20. He's going to be an RB2 this week. You didn't even mention the fact that LeChon McCoy is not going to play either. Oh, yeah, he's irrelevant. He doesn't even exist in my mind. <laughs> I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn, and I will say Keyshawn Vaughn's going to get some work this week. I mean... I mean, Ronald Jones not, is not playing 100% of the stats. Yeah, by default, he has to. Right. I mean, don't they have someone else, too? Don't they have, like... Oh, no. <laughs> Who was I thinking of? Dari? Yeah, you think of Dari. No, I was thinking of uh, Calais, Raymond Calais, but oh, well, the Rams sent him, I think. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're down to two backs, basically. So, Jones is going to get a lot of work. So, I'm with you there. Yes, but I will still start David Montgomery because you know they're down to one back there. So yes, and Montgomery has started to become a, more of a feature in the passing game too. Fucking thank God! Right. Six All targets, right. but he had nothing with him last week. All right, Randall, wide receivers. Yeah, because Nick- right. my wide receiver start of the week is the true wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, and that is Deontay Johnson <laughs> coming oh, off. Yeah, brother. Discussion. Deontay is still the leading target on the Steelers. Eagles are a good run defense, so while the Steelers will still run the ball and try and kind of pound and force it down their throat no matter what in the run game, they're going to have to turn the passing game a lot, and that's going to go to Deontay, who's, when he's been healthy, is averaging 10-plus targets a game. This dude's a PPR monster. Uh, He's clearly taking over the Juju role from the past when Juju was playing with A.B., and it's he's skyrocketing up rankings while Juju is falling down, and it is very bright. That is the perfect thing to happen. Uh, expect him to come back healthy and kill it once again. Man, I wish I would have stuck with my guns and had him as an A1 instead of Preston, but I saw him talk about so much. I thought it was chalky. Yeah, dude, William, I don't know what happened. Man, we, we, went, we went five months with Deontay being the only thing talked about on Twitter. I thought it was chalky to say it. <laughs> I should have just stuck with it. There is a note two days ago about Preston Williams is going to be more involved in the offense per Chan Gailey. Oh. I don't think he can be less involved in the offense per Chan Gailey. You know, me and Christian talked about this too, I think, on when you were gone this week. It, it's so insane that he is like the number one red target for him, but seemingly not trusted anywhere else in the field. Yeah. That makes anyway. no sense. Anyway, this isn't a Preston Williams show. Randy didn't make Preston Williams the start of the week. Deontay Johnson. While I don't necessarily agree that Juju's just washed, I oh no no no, I see the I see the arguments towards Deontay. Plus, Deontay Juju, did not practice today. Juju just seemingly isn't able. He can't get the same success against number one coverage. That's basically yeah. the thing. Yeah, Deontay didn't practice, but I'm sure he'll play. I think this is like yeah. what the Steelers did couple weeks ago how Juju and Deontay and James Washington all didn't practice on Wednesday and they all played. All right. Um I am going with the stack for my wide receiver start of the week. Uh much to Christian's dismay because of how much he doesn't like this wide receiver. I, I'm kidding. Um kind of uh Adam Thielen is my wide receiver start of the week. Uh the Seahawks have given up a wide receiver one finish to every team that they've played this year. I still kind of count Devontae Parker because he finished 13. So I still think it counts. Um, but you had Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. You had um, C.D. Lamb, and can't think of the last one. But trust me, it happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, I mentioned it with Cousins. The emergence of Jefferson has led to a better 
more efficient Kirk Cousins in the passing game, and it's caused teams to have to pay a little bit of attention to Jefferson. Plus, who the hell is going to cover these guys anyway? The Seahawks, I don't like the guys that they're running out there are garbage. And Adam Dillon has 15 targets of the, over the last two weeks, and he's just really, really good. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, the emergence of Justin Jefferson is is clearly helping him as well. Absolutely. It I was. Think- oh, Julian Edelman had the fucking bonkers oh, game where he yeah. had the most points in his career or most yards in, in his career. You know what's crazy, Sean? Oh, never mind. You have a major wide receiver, too. I was going to say, where the fuck is Adam Thielen in your rankings? You think I forgot him? Yeah, I was going to. Well, I thought you were lower than all of us because I have him at six, Randy at five, Five. Sweet at six, you at two. So he's going to be pretty high up on consensus. If I found out that Thomas was for sure playing, I would probably put Thomas two and Thielen would probably drop to three or four, either in front of or behind Tyreek Hill. But either way, yeah. Yeah. All right. My guy is DJ Shark. He had his breakout game last week uh, pretty clearly, pretty dominantly. That touchdown catch, I don't know if you guys saw the touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Fucking gorgeous. It, well, both of them, I guess. Um, the the toe t- tap one, toe touch one, that was, that was gorgeous. The fucking one where he really didn't catch the ball, pretty sure it got intercepted. That one was cool because he convinced the ref that he caught the ball. Uh, this week's matchup, um, I guess I'm going with a stack for Randy, which I didn't realize. But um, this week's matchup is juicy. He is the alpha. He, like Randy said with Gardner Minshew, him being back really opened up that offense. And it was, I mean, it was against the Bengals who have actually been pretty good against receivers this year. Uh, but the thing is, is dominant guys, you, you can't really shut them down. He's got the 11th best receiving grade in the league, the 13th best drop grade in the league, which makes no fucking sense, PFF. He has literally caught 15 of his 16 targets. I do want to say um, that you, you, we've been referencing PFF a lot. Like You were talking about how good Wyatt Teller was, which Wyatt Teller has been good with the PFF stats, but you've been on the show before saying how much you don't like PFF grades. So I, like, we, the, the thing is, we don't. it's not a Bible to us sure it's yes it's very very like one-sided focused stats it's a tool it it is a tool like dj chark having the 13th best drop grade makes absolutely zero sense and i'll call out pff for their bullshit wyatt teller has been elite though don't you he has no he has been good i know i think that was the only weak spot of the line (laughs) and and i realized i i also um use football outsiders a lot uh, which they've been, they've that is like close to my Bible because they put me on to Calvin Ridley. But D- DJ Chark, uh, they must love him over there because he's first in the league in uh, defense adjusted yards above replacement and first in the league in defense adjusted value over average. So he is the best receiver in the NFL right now, according to them. Dude, it, it's just plain and simple. Him being back last week, obviously he was dominant, but that offense was so much better. Robinson was getting more uh, clearer running lanes. Because uh, they weren't stacking as much, uh, Lavisca was able to go off. I mean, Keelan Cole didn't have an amazing game, but he was open still. Like, right. Well, Chris Conley was getting involved early because yeah. Chark was taking the coverage with him. Was, was, was like, it's just they're willing to deal with things. It, it helps when you play Cincinnati's defense. 
Cincinnati's it, deep pass defense is actually better than Texas, by the way. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, DJ Chark might. I, I wrote in here. Shut up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he caught 15, he's caught 15 of his 16 targets. He might catch 15 more balls on Sunday. Like, I legitimately think that he could have a George Kittle line this week. Yeah. I apologize. I am watching the um, Dodgers and Padres, and it was four to one. It was then four three that the Padres are still losing. And Tatis almost just took the lead, but Cody Bellinger <sighs> just made a great play. Hey, that fuck is- the Dodgers, bro. All right, moving on to tight ends. <laughs> All right. Well, it's clearly me again, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> Randy, that again, that's the order we went in. I'm just saying, make the doc different. Okay. Uh, I didn't make. It. I, made I know it. we're good. Fine, it's fine. All right. Well, my tight end star of the week uh, is going to be a guy that's pretty much kind of been one of the safest guys the last few weeks, and that's Dalton Schultz. Uh, this is clearly a pass happy offense, even though. We thought that they were going to try and run the ball more and just know that they could dominate through the air as well. And Dak is spreading the ball around. People that we didn't think would be able to even touch the field this year are getting touchdowns, getting big catches. But consistently, Dak has been targeting the tight end position for years now. It seemingly doesn't matter who it is either. Schultz has been slightly banged up the last two weeks, and he's still giving you consistent floor plays. That lands him tight in one category. Currently tight in eight on the year when he was not even talked about this offseason because we were talking about Jarwin, who got injured week one. Uh, I expect that to continue this week against a, let's be honest, horrible Giants team. <laughs> let's just be real. I, I, I think Amari, CD, and Schultz. I'll say Amari and Schultz are safe plays every week. I'll concede that CD and Gallup can switch every other week, but I think Amari and Schultz are just killing it. Yeah, we'll talk about another guy later. <laughs> we'll talk about another guy from that game right now, because since you guys so rudely won't let me pick George Kittle as my start of the week. Yes, fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go with my... Mark Andrews. No, I'm just yes. yes. <laughs> no, it's Travis Kelsey. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with a guy that I've been high, high on this entire year, and I still am, Evan Ingram, Ooh. my tight end start of the week. I mean, he still had 10 targets last week. He had six receptions for 35 yards. It's not his fault that his quarterback is garbage, but he's getting the volume still. The Cowboys defense the last three weeks has, have given up three tight end one performances, which isn't that hard to do. One of those three tight ends was 85-year-old Greg Olson. And in the words of Shakespeare, I don't know if it's Shakespeare, if not now, when? If not me, who? Like, this has to be the week. I guess they have Washington next week, but anyway. Um, but you have to think that, that, that New York's going to throw the ball like 50 times in this game. And Evan Ingram, if he's getting the target still, he should do something with them. Otherwise, Daniel Jones is dead. Yeah, I see a lot of uh, uh, Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram stacks for DFS this week is what people are saying. I think those people are crazy. You won't hear that advice from from Randy and I on Saturday. He did lead. He did lead the Giants and targets on uh, Sunday. Yeah, that wasn't an Evan Ingram slight. It was a Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones. 
Yeah. He, he looks healthy. He's getting the targets. Happy for him. I really am. Uh, it does it does uh, give me a burden in the AFL that I have him and Johnny Smith. Uh, we only have one flex. Oh, you, might have, you might not have to worry about it because the Titans might not play again. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> it gives me yeah. hope that I have right now. Speaking but, yeah, of having... I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, Evan Ingram should have a good week. Man. The stack, though, with... I'm not touching Daniel Jones. Drew Locke's the best quarterback of that class, hands down. Christian was so excited to get into his segue, too. But then it was a good one. It was a really good one. So it was, speaking of having a guy and Jonu Smith, um, and actually, I had Evan Ingram, dropped him for this guy. My start of the week is Hunter Henry. Don't ask why Hunter Henry was dropped in a league. Seems a little wild. I think they dropped him for, like, Dalton Schultz or something crazy like that. Was this in a um, league that we were all in? No, it was the North Carolina League. Okay. Um, but Hunter Henry was dropped, and I had to make a very, very fast decision on Evan Ingram or Hunter Henry, and I chose my start of the week. So I have to play Hunter Henry over Johnny Smith. Hopefully the Titans don't play, so I don't feel bad about it. But uh, Hunter Henry gets the Saints this week. Second most favorable matchup, PFF, the uh, the Bible PFF. Um, no, they, they give Hunter Henry a 24% advantage over Malcolm Jenkins this week because Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins kind of sucks. Um, one of my points in here is tight ends are a wasteland, so I'm kind of yeah, in thanks. Sean's camp there. Yeah, uh, Hunter Henry did have a low target share last week, and that's why, like, that's probably why he got dropped in, in a league I'm in because he saw, I think, three targets last week, which sucked. But he had 15 total in the previous two weeks. I think he had eight and then seven. It has gone down each week with Justin Herbert as Herbert starts to get more comfortable and starts slinging it. But you have to assume that they're going to take advantage of the Saints just being really bad against the tight end. I have second worst defensive football against tight ends. Yep. Yep. Worst last week. Guys, the worst. (laughs) We can make this uh, much easier on ourselves. One person picks Travis Kelsey, one person picks George, <laughs> one person picks Mark Andrews, and we just rotate every week, and then we're never wrong. Well, well we would but, be with Mark Andrews. But, we, but we're not the ballers, so we try to challenge ourselves with these. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that face uh, you just made is the gayest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't say that, dude. All right, uh, let's get into our Thrive uh, Fantasy uh, ad read. That's <laughs> all going to be cut, isn't it? No, absolutely not. It's way too late for that. Um, God, uh, we're going to lose listeners. Um, please stay with us. I promise we give good advice. Our r- rankings were really good last week. They're going to be really good again this week. All right, Thrive Fantasy. Uh, download the app. It's prop bets. It's better than DraftKings. We have a promo code, The Cut. Uh, they'll match you up to $50 on your first deposit with a minimum of, of 20 I believe. Um the slate for Thursday is looking pretty juicy. I'm, f- I'm feeling pretty good about it, uh, partly because you can take the under on basically everything. Um, I mean, you can take the under on every Bucks receiver uh, and hope that a few of them play so they don't go to your in case of emergency picks and that you'll be good probably. But download Thrive. It's awesome. Still obsessed with it. Uh, one more money on Monday night from the Sunday slate. Yeah, this is actually this last weekend. Well, so it's not technically. I I won like I, I won like my money back, but this this week was the only week 
that I haven't won, like at least double my money. <laughs> it was because right. of like, it was because of like minuscule misses too, like the, the Clyde, five yards, yeah, five yards Clyde, and there was like someone that I I picked the the un oh Nikhil Harry getting three receptions instead of four, like shit like that just killed me. But Thrive is awesome. Uh, it's still more fun than DraftKings. Uh, and they have a very active customer service. If you have any problems, they reach out to you right away. Uh, I DM them on Twitter about a problem they were having with one of the contests. They fixed it within 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pretty insane. Uh, yeah, they, they're killing it. Yeah. Big fan. Yep. All right. Um, guys that we don't want to play this week or we're very much adjusting expectations. I'll start. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Allen equals me not wanting to play Terry McLaurin. He's going to probably get Jalen Ramsey too, but it's Kyle Allen equals me not wanting to play Terry McLaurin that much. So in the words of Dr. Perry Cox, I'm out. Dude, see, Terry McLaurin's kind of shown us that he's matchup and quarterback proof. So I just think Kyle Allen is that bad of a quarterback. You think he's but, worse than oh, Dwayne Haskins? Yes. What I will say is DJ Moore got it done with Kyle Allen. Yes, but that's the first week that they're adjusting to it. Kyle Allen Moore got an entire training camp to figure out what Kyle Allen Kyle Allen is the most inaccurate passer that's going to be starting an NFL game this week, and Terry McLaurin is going to have three days of practice. I I mean, Joe Flacco is starting. I'm I'm just going to say, Joe Flacco. So I'm just trying to give the only possible counter-argument for you is that how much he hyper-targeted DJ Moore last year so I think people are going to hope that that happens with McLaurin. But you got to remember, Kyle Allen had an entire <laughs> off season to work with those with DJ Moore and those receivers. That's exactly. He's, he's thrown to the wolves here. That's my point. Uh, I I do think I, I'm not quite sure he gives you a better chance to win. I don't care what Riverboat Ron says. Uh, but yeah, I don't <laughs> even get me started on that hack. Um, we no, we we. we we cool with Ron right now. <laughs> we yeah. let him live his life. Yeah. Uh, but, but I would yeah. start. I would start I, Robbie I, Anderson. I would start Will Fuller. I would start Odell Beckham. I would start I'm, probably C.D. Lamb, and I would start Devontae Parker all over Terry McLaurin. I I have to double check the rankings, but I might pass on the Odell there. But everyone else, I think, is at least really. And those really are close. and those are all guys I have ranked behind McLaurin. I would still rather start those guys. Wait, what was the know. first couple you said? Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller, and Odell Beckham. Yeah, you see what I mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Odell's the only one I have behind him. I mean, I think I would probably pivot to Robbie Anderson this week. I'm not going to lie to you. Full send. All right, well, I'll move into my first one, and it's going to be Daryl Henderson. Uh, really bad week last week. Outplayed and outtouched by Malcolm Brown. Akers looks like he should be back this week. Dude, what the crap? Dude, That that means... There's way too many mouths to feed to trust in this offense. They're going to feed the hot hand. Everyone's getting touches. You know, Daryl Henderson could be the hot hand this week, but with how bad it was last week when everyone was on him, I- I'm doing the pivot this week. I-, I don't think anyone truly breaks out in this running game this week, at least. Stupid good-looking Sean McVay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we call him Baby Gruden on this show, dude. He's just a baby John Gruden. Um, yeah, that was fucking bizarre. Um, I actually came in, I think, sixth in 
the that uh, Stardom or Sidham group sports. on pole sports. Yeah, it came in sixth, and I picked Daryl Henderson on like three poles. And if Sean McVay would have given Daryl Henderson the ball because he's a better running back, I probably would have finished first and would have just inflated my ego even more. Anyway, um, I'll go back to back with mine. Um, Kenyon Drake is mine. I know Sean joked earlier today or this week about making him his start of the week. Yes, I but I made that mistake last week. Yeah, we we can't be starting Kenyon Drake. We talked about Kenyon Drake on uh, Tuesday's episode, and I mean, who did we debate with Randy? Like Gurley, I think it was Gurley or Kenyon Drake. I mean, I'd start Gurley. I think. Um, Part of the reason is Chase Edmonds gets the running back targets. Um, Chase Edmonds doesn't look better on the ground, but looks better for the offense. And the Jets have the 11th best run defense uh, in the league right now, I believe. So it's just not a great matchup. And Kenyon Drake, uh, if I have Kenyon Drake, which I don't because I was off of him to start, but if I have him, I... uh, I would definitely like I would consider him for a flex, but I'd be really panicked and I, I wouldn't want to lose another week because I kept Kenyon Drake in my lineup. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. And it the worst part is is because Nixon was so bad for so long, but he was getting a ton of work and a ton of routes run, and then he exploded. So now People are kind of expecting that from Drake this week. And Drake's next three matchups are so fucking good too. See, that's they're so good. That's the Cowboys in Seattle. I mean, you can put him as a flex, like Christian said, but you cannot have him as one of your top two backs. It's just, it just won't feel. It won't feel good. Speaking of guys, you don't feel good about. Yep, yep. Don't feel great (laughs) about him right now. Uh, Michael Gallup is my next sit, and gotta be honest, I have to start him in a couple leagues, and I'm not, I'm not loving it. I have him ranked inside my top 36, so he's not a full sit for me technically. But I think that like some bias went into that ranking because he's my A1, and I have to assume that he'll have another big blow up game. Of course, I, I hope this is reverse, reverse psychology, and Gallup does have a big blow up game because. I needs it. I, I needs it for, for my A1s. Um, he, he's good when he gets targeted. I mean, but the problem I'm, is... Sorry, go ahead. The problem is he doesn't get targeted. That's it. That's all I was going to say. Um, I, in a league that I started three wide receivers, the only league that I actually have Michael Gallup, I am going to be starting Debo Samuel coming off a of foot injury. Over him. Ooh. That's, Doing that's it anyway. Okay. It's rough, but I don't blame you. Yeah, do it. It's, I mean, upside probably. I guess target upside goes to Debo, but like, boom. Especially with Jimmy J. Well, especially with Jimmy G back, which I think he will be. Fair. I, yeah. I think, I think that's especially true if Mostert's also not back this yes. week. But yeah. All right. Well, why you guys? Why do you guys got to like two out of these three sits? Just make me sad because they're guys. Like, hey man, we it's we gotta say them. Uh, mine is gonna, <laughs> my last one is going to be Carson Wentz. It is a rough season so far. Uh, it's only going to get worse this week against a really tough Steelers defense. 
I have been on the side fighting for once. Uh, I mean, he's he's trying as best he can, uh, in my opinion. He is <laughs> he's trying out there, guys. Come on, heart. To the other side of the argument, he is missing some throws he should not be missing for the caliber of quarterback he is. Uh, but with so many injuries in the Steelers pass rush, I, I am very scared this week. I have my think at QB like 22. Uh, and that's the only way he gets to the top half of this league is if he continues his three game streak of a rushing touchdown. That is the only way he's top half. He has 2019 Baker Mayfield syndrome. Yeah. It's, it's I'm not actually, good. I'm actually the highest on him than all of us, but I have him at 21. <laughs> I, there's there's 30 quarterbacks playing this week, and I have him 22. Two of them are Joe Flacco and Kyle Allen. Yes, he's above them, <laughs> not by a lot. <laughs> all right, hey, is uh timeout? Sorry, is Drew Lock playing? It's no. still up in the air. I hope so, because then I in the pinnacle, I would actually have a quarterback. Yeah, that must be nice. Uh. What do you mean it must be nice to actually have a quarterback? Yeah, I would hope so, seeing that I don't right now. Well, if he plays, then I only have two quarterbacks. <laughs> At least you have two. I have zero. Randy, two is more than zero. I know, but you were just like, Confirmed. oh, yeah, you guys want to trade a quarterback. I was like, oh, do you want Ripon or Mitch Trubisky, bro? Like, fuck. <laughs> I, no, I Christian, offered me, Christian offered me the, the third string, the fourth string right now of the Washington football team. Sure. At least well, I offered him to the practice rep today. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. if you possibly need ripen, let me know. All right. Well, yeah, Carson wants this. It's just too. There's gonna there. He starts this three week stretch of hell, and I I'm not touching this no, week. If, the first if he does, week last week. First week was last. Week. Okay, yeah. So yeah. we're still in the thick of it. Either way, if he does, if he can get through it this week. Good on him. If he gets another rushing touchdown, he might be QB sixteen. Uh, do you want that? <laughs> Of the three, this might be the worst matchup because he might be able to put a better game against Baltimore than he will against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because I think I do yeah. think Pittsburgh's defense better than Baltimore's, but yeah. Um yeah, I'm not I'm pivoting away. I have Justin Herbert starting in a lot of um leagues that I have both of them. Oh, all right, all right, all right. This is my sit, but I have a real question. I think I think I had to decide between this. Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? Wentz. Wentz. Oof. Are, are you guys Barely. sure that your rank is back that up? Because I do not. Yes. I'm not sure. Um, true. Randy, I have, Car- I have Nick Foles at 28. I have him okay. at 26. You have him at 25. You have Wentz higher, too. So you right. say Wentz. I'm going to go right. Wentz, but it's, it's rough, man. It's, it's not good, no. I feel less confident about this start than I do with the McLaurin or this sit than I do with the McLaurin sit. But yes, you should. John, yeah, but Joshua Kelly, after the big, big week two, has had two disappointing weeks. Last week, he fumbled to the point where Anthony Lynn didn't want to give him a chance anymore. He only he's only had seventeen total touches the last two weeks, and I get Austin Eckler is out at least six weeks, but the Chargers are probably going to be throwing a lot this game. This is a Monday night game in New Orleans, rookie quarterback. And while Kelly's decent, Justin Jackson already has the confidence of the coaching staff as the pass-catching running back. I think Justin Jackson could see a lot of touches in this game for the ones that do go to the running backs. I just I want to give a week. It's, it's almost my Terry McLaurin argument. I want to give a week 
with no Eckler to see if they really do trust Joshua Kelly to be the guy, even though they haven't the last couple of weeks um, after he was a very popular waiver pickup. And I just want to see how the touches shake out between him and Jackson before I pull the trigger. And he's a for sure start in my lineup. So here's my biggest thing with that. Uh, Cause I, I will say college production wise, Justin Jackson is the superior pass catching back, but Kelly was not asked to be that role. And while he, what he did do was he, he was a sufficient pass catcher and he is way better than Justin Jackson in, after the catch. So sure. But my well, point that, is that Jackson's so, already kind of done it. So in the NFL. So what, yeah. what I, my thing is, well, plus, so two weeks ago, they should have been up and they were getting beat by the Panthers. So they were throwing more, which means Eckler last week. They tried to trust him after Eckler went down. He fumbled, and they decided to punish the young guy mm-hmm. and show him, really, you can't be doing that at this level. Uh, and, and I don't hate that decision. I think this week he's clearly the lead back, and the biggest fear for this being a sit is Justin Jackson is still coming back off an injury. He he didn't do anything last week. I don't think he's going to get a ton of work because I don't think they're going to try like they can't have him get hurt right now. Because Kelly see, that's can't, the thing. We Kelly don't can't do the full workload. My big thing is we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's it's an okay matchup running the ball and passing the running back. Not amazing. Kelly had nine Kelly had nine rushes for seven yards in week four. Yeah, again, he, he fumbled the ball and they just stopped giving him the ball. Didn't Justin Jackson have like nine yards though? He yeah. 26. And for and for the Justin Jackson has done oh, no, it. He's, he's never, I don't think he's ever had more than three targets in a game. So the done at this level is kind of small. He had four I, against Houston week three last year. Okay. But I get your point. Uh, this is just, I want to stay away. I almost want to stay away from both of these guys. Plus, I, I do think they're going to be down. It's in New Orleans. I think they're so, going to be down and probably down big. I don't blame you for avoiding and seeing how it goes this week, but I it, I just don't think anyone... I think Kelly is going to get kind of the predominant running role, and I don't think either... Uh, I mean, he's going to throw the ball 48 times a game right I now. know. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think either is going to actually be the pass-catching back. Like Eckler. These guys can both finish as RB3s, and you're... Yeah. You're you're thinking about starting Kelly as a top twenty four guy because oh Austin Eckler's out he's going to be the lead guy yeah. and, I, and that's my point is I just no, don't I, think that happens. I'm perfectly fine waiting. I I think he's a flex consideration this week. Sure, but that's, that's it. it. Yeah, no. I, he he should not be your RB two this week now. All right, that's it, gentlemen. That's all I got. Yeah, that's. I mean, go to the the website. I have to do the. <laughs> the rankings at some point here soon. We, we yeah. really have to get those in quicker, guys. Hey, man. You know? I'm sleepy. I don't want to do that right now. We had an intern. What? We're not going to have an intern. <laughs> just get over it. We are the interns. Hey, um, They're all done. In my defense, I had mine in. I had my rankings in by six. Yes. We said noon, damn it. Um, <laughs> I can work in an office where I can just do Dude, type them up while I'm doing other stuff. Do them on your lunch break or something. No, it's okay. Go to the website. I drive a truck. Yeah. Dude, you don't get a break for lunch? Nope. That seems illegal. Um, you know? 
There's laws about that, dude. You should inquire about that. Uh, go to the, the cut ffb.com slash rankings. Last week, we were up near 70% correct uh, in terms of top 12 and top 24 guys for respective positions. So uh, we're actually pretty good at that, even if our starts and sits don't always hit. Pretty sure Randy's, not to call you out, Randy, but I'm pretty sure you said to sit Tom Brady last week and then the motherfucker went well, off did. in the second half. I did. But that's okay. It, it, was, it was a bad matchup. It's it, 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 yeah. The process always makes sense. Yeah, and they like got with, down early. That's like just... with Jared Goff is my my start. I'm actually rewatching that game now, which is what made me think of that. <laughs> like I, I have a fine admitting defeats, but no, that was yes. a weird one. That was a weird one. Yeah, so was Jared Goff's man. I'm really pissed about that. I don't know why but, I would ever yeah. pick Jared Goff for anything. That's I think the first mistake. But check out the rankings. Uh, we are back. This weekend for the DFS show. Next weekend's a little bit in question, but we're definitely around this weekend. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Is that it? I did it. Anything else? Okay. Uh, reminder to get your Bears or Buccaneers out of your flex and into your uh, roster, they're your position spots. Um, if you are starting them, that is. I, uh, I, I'm pivoting from Tom Brady this week to my start of the week, actually. I have Tom Brady in the league, and I'm playing Kirk Cousins instead. And I feel good about that. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, thanks, thanks for your final input there, Christian. Um, but uh, good luck in all your guys' uh, week five matchups. Uh, hit us up on Sunday morning. Start sets. Um with your last minute questions uh one of us will be up probably not me because that's my first off day um but for randy hall christian williams i'm sean ward we'll talk to you guys next week we gone